the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Living on the Rock Radio with Pastor Israel Labson. Here you will hear teaching that will challenge you to a deeper walk with Jesus. Whatever place you are in your understanding of God's plan for your life, you will grow closer by listening. No shame, no guilt, and no condemnation. But you will be challenged to a closer walk with God. Now, here's Pastor Israel with today's teaching. I want you to catch this, loved ones, this morning. The Spirit, the, the Spirit filled the disciples and they spoke in tongues. That's important because the very first sign that the Spirit used to validate their faith has to do with words. The gospel had to be clarified, not just in them, but those who are there, represented by the different nations. Now, I want you to catch that because the very first evidence that our testimony is spirit-filled is we have a clarification of what we believe. It's clear to us. And those who are witnessing these things, they're saying, wait a minute, these are all Galileans. And yes, we can hear them speaking in our native language. And what's the point of that? The point is for the Holy Spirit to clarify the same message of Jesus to everyone. There's only one gospel. And you and I as Christians must know that gospel. And what is that gospel? There is no name in heaven, on earth, or under the earth by which man can be saved, but only in the name of Jesus. That's the gospel that we preach. That's the gospel that the Holy Spirit empowered the disciples to do. And that's the gospel that everyone in their own native language has heard. There's a clarifying of what they believe. Do you have a clarity of what you believe. Have you trusted Jesus as your Savior? Well, Pastor, I, I know I've heard that before. No, no. Do you know who Jesus is? Do you know what the gospel says about who Jesus is? I'm a pastor. My, my only um, goal is to make sure that everybody who hears, who comes here and hears the message, knows that they're saved. Knows that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. That's my priority. I'm not smart enough to do all these other things. But I do have this responsibility to tell you, you must be clear about your salvation. You must know that you believe in the right Jesus. Because many come in the name of Jesus. And they're even inside churches that portrays a picture of Jesus that the Scriptures didn't, didn't portray. Yeah, we have a Jesus right now that does nothing but smile and let you know that you're fine. There's a version of Jesus going on around that. You're good, I'm good, everybody's good. Let's all smile. We're going to die and we're going to heaven. <laughs> There's a Jesus in the Bible that says, those who are not for me are against me. 
We don't put that verse in our, in our refrigerator to memorize, right? We don't, we don't hardly ever do that. When Jesus is how the, scripture reveal, how the Scripture revealed Jesus to us is something that we must know. We must have a grasp of. This is not a joke. But many people just, you know, oh, I, I know I'm a Christian because I believe in Jesus. So does the devil. Did you know that the devil was here before you showed up this morning? He's been here, worshiping himself in an empty room. Then we all came and he got scared and he left. But he's standing outside. That's why we put Larry and Joanna outside. To keep the devil out. If you don't keep the devil out, if, if we don't have a guard right on the, those doors, the devil going to come in there and start whispering in your ear. Oh, it's almost lunchtime. Quit, quit, pastors. That's enough. You know, it's a long sermon. You're only on your first point and it's what? Oh, it's 11.22. Can you end in about 10 minutes? That's the devil. No, no, no. You're just saying that because you want us to be captivated with it. Look. How many have seen Lord of the Rings? That's a three and a half hour movie. And yet, you watch it again. You binge on it. And yet a sermon that's going to last for about 40 minutes, you say, this is too long. This is just way too long. You see how your throat rattles? Way too long. Why am I saying? Because I was like that. I was sitting on the view, and the only thing I can think about is in conclusion. I've been waiting for the pastor to say, in closing, please. I've been there. That's because the ushers were not spirit-filled. They don't want the devil. They, want, they keep letting the devil in. And I told Larry and Joanna, bind the devil at the door. And don't let him escape. Because if he escapes, he's going to be sitting next to the spirits that are here. Those of you who don't know that, I'm going to say it again. I got a couple of phone calls. Pastor, I won't be there on Sunday, but I will be there in spirit. Hey! Let me know where your spirit is sitting. I may sit on top of you. That's all the devil's work, and we know it. We know it. I'm not here for the numbers. I'm here to make sure that when the Lamb's book of life is opened, okay, that, the, that your name is in there. That's it. There's nothing particularly special about this local church. But if you all enter heaven and get rejected at the door, don't blame Larry and Joanna. They tried to get rid of the devil, but you insisted on inviting him to church. Invite your unsaved loved ones. Don't invite the devil with you. Why don't do that, Pastor? Yes, you do. You do. I do. You know, I, I live in South San Jose. takes about 30 minutes to get here. That's 30 minutes is a lot of time for the devil to whisper things in my ears. That's a lot of, you, you, we got to be wondering about this. Where am I? What, what's, what am I preaching about? The first sign a believer is spirit-filled is that he's, he or she is clear with what he believes or what she believes. The first thing that the Holy Spirit does is give us the assurance of our salvation, not based on any sign or any kind of uh, superstitious or any kind of uh, magnanimous, magnificent thing. He convinces us of the word of Jesus. That's what he does. You're sure. Jesus said it. Believe it. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people, 
and elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has made this man well? You know, obviously, even in the face of those tremendous miracles that not everybody believed, you know, I'm fascinated by that. They saw the man healed. It's right in front of them. Listen, loved ones, it doesn't matter what kind of miracle you show people. You know, Jesus performed many miracles, but not everyone believed. No one can believe unless they put their faith in the words of Christ because that's what the Spirit of God is proclaiming to you and I today. That's what the Word, the word of Christ is what the Spirit is proclaiming to unbelievers. And if they respond in faith, they will be saved. Because there's no other name in heaven, on earth, or under the earth by which we can be saved only through the name of Jesus. Jesus, why am I screaming? I already have the job. You know, this is in my heart, loved ones. Forgive me. For the first time in the disciples' lives, there were no more doubts about who Jesus was and is. They were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they knew the Word of Christ instantaneously. They remembered. The Holy Spirit reminded them of what Jesus has said. And at that very moment, that's what they declared. They did not need the miracle. To convince the people. Because miracles don't convict people. It's the word of Christ that will convict them. Believe me on that one. You can can perform magical tricks in front of people. People get healed. People can, you know, the blind will receive their sight. But until they receive the spirit-wielded word of Christ, they will not respond in conviction. That's why we have a responsibility to proclaim this through our testimony. Now, prayer is important, but it's only as effective as our knowledge of God's Word. If prayer is communicating with God, then prayer must include reading and knowing the Word so that we can testify to what Christ already said. That's the first sign that you and I are filled with the Spirit is that we have the clarity of belief. We know exactly who Jesus is. What he has done, that he's coming again, that he sent the Holy Spirit. Our circumstances no longer dictates our belief. We say, God is great. Amen. Say, God is great. God is great. Whether you're having trouble breathing right now, God is great. And we'll say, God is great when your boss just gave you the pink slip. You say, God is great. And you say, God is great. When you just got a race, you say, God, yeah, that's right. It's easy to say God is great. I just got a race. I have a jacket that I can't button up. I'm so fat. The point is, God is great whether you're crawling on the floor or riding in your Cadillac. Because it's the word of Christ that puts the conviction in the heart. It's not the circumstances. For all I know, you can get a call from your boss after this service and says, you know, you know we don't need, no longer need your services. Why? You've been attending too much of that service. <laughs> Number two. Now, before I, I, I do that, 2 Timothy 1.12. Paul says, For this reason I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. That's a beautiful verse. All right? That can only come 
when you have a clarity of belief. Did you know that when you receive Jesus as your Savior, when, we, when you walk with Christ, did you know that the end of the line is heaven? Did you know? You know when the Bible says you need to walk by faith and not by sight? You know it's just not blind walking. We're walking right now with Christ. And at the end of that road we're walking on or running on to is heaven. Why aren't you excited about that? Why aren't people excited about that? I'm walking with Christ. I used to run with Christ. Then I got gout. I couldn't run with Christ anymore. I walk with Christ. Walk fast. Walk faithfully. Number two. Secondly, the Holy Spirit fills our testimony when there is courage to be bold. There's a courage to be bold. Verse 13, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. Now, oh, what a wonderful, wonderful verse. <laughs> These guys were fishermen. They were laborers. They were not educated. They were unschooled. But they had been with Jesus. And their boldness came from their experience with Jesus. The people and the leaders of that, that, that time uh, they were opposed to the gospel being proclaimed. But they couldn't deny that these disciples were telling the truth. Isn't that the ugliest thing about unbelief? You know, when you have all the evidence right in front of you and you still say, no, I don't believe it. That is the height of unbelief. That's the unforgivable sin. People ask me all the time, what does it mean to sin against the Holy Spirit? And what does it mean to have that unpardonable sin? It's right there. The only, for, the only thing that will never be forgiven is the fact that the Holy Spirit has declared the Word and have substantiated it with evidence after evidence after evidence of its truth. And people still say, I'm going to believe my own way. Thank you very much. That's what Jesus said. The Holy Spirit is the last witness to the gospel. He's the one that's bringing conviction to the hearts of people right now. You try to ignore that, you simply don't believe. You, you simply, oh, pastor, I'm not going to Walmart until I'm guaranteed that all the traffic lights are green on the way there. You'll never get there. You'll miss the sale. You'll miss everything. Because belief is trusting in what Jesus says. You, have to, you and I have to have the courage to be bold. There was no doubt in their minds that the outstanding miracle was done. The disciples followed up their preaching with miracles, and yet it didn't matter. They still rejected it. By the way, when you're sharing the gospel to some people and they're rejecting it, don't be too hard on yourself. Some people will just reject it even, though, even if the apostle Paul was sharing to them the gospel. If their hearts are hard, they will not believe. That goes to everybody. I rather pray for the person that I'm witnessing to that the Holy Spirit will soften their hearts so that they're going to listen to the conviction. So don't, this is not your work. Converting anybody has never been our work. It's been the work of the Holy Spirit. We can only testify, amen? We can only tell them that Jesus 
is the Son of God, that Jesus is who He said He is, that Jesus died, rose from the dead, and He sits on the throne of power. His power is everlasting. There's no other name more powerful than the name of Jesus. The Bible says all authority in heaven and earth and under the earth has been given to me. So you cannot worship God without Jesus. You cannot pray without Jesus. And certainly you cannot be saved without Jesus. Do you know that you, the, the songs that you sang this morning, the praises that you uttered, did you know that it's, they're only valid because you have Jesus as your Lord and Savior? If you don't have Jesus as your Lord and Savior, by what authority do you have to praise God? What gives you authority to praise God? I've talked to enough cultic people. What they miss is the fact that they're so proud to recognize that God has instituted salvation through His Son, Jesus Christ. There's no other name by which we can be saved. You can't worship God without Jesus. Oh, pastor, God heard my prayer and I didn't even... Uh, no, He did He heard your prayer, but He wasn't listening. It wouldn't reach God until the Holy Spirit delivers the prayers. Some of you, your prayers didn't even reach this light right here. You don't know any first thing about Jesus. They never seen the kind of boldness. The very bold of them to proclaim the, the, in a very hostile situation. Listen, our society today is drifting farther and farther away from the truth. Okay? Now, we've been accused of being hateful because we disagree with certain lifestyles. Now, <laughs> you know, I don't. You're feeling uncomfortable again. Do you know that our opposition to all of these lifestyles and things like that has nothing to do with whether we love or hate people? It has everything to do with what Jesus commanded. We love Jesus. We love people. Amen. We're compassionate to people. Are you compassionate with people? Say amen. Are you compassionate with people? Yeah. But don't be compassionate at the expense of truth. Don't do that. That's idolatry. Because all authority in heaven, on earth, and under the earth has been given to Jesus. It's His Word that matters. Finally, if your testimony is spirit-filled, your confession, there's confession of brokenness. You are broken before God. Here it is in verse 19. Those upset people who saw the miracles and didn't want to believe called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, Whatever, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge that. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. They were no longer afraid to be persecuted. They were no longer afraid to speak the truth. They said, you be the judge. If you think what we're doing is wrong, do what you have to do. But we will not stop proclaiming the name of Jesus. That's called brokenness. I know we need to compromise sometimes in order to please our spouses, our friends. I know we need to compromise sometimes in order for us to satisfy the boss at work. To, you know, to be accepted by the world. I, I, I understand. 
the difficulty of that. But are you broken before God when somebody accuses you of being something in the name of Jesus? Are you guilty? Will you confess? Yes. Because we are broken before God. There's a brokenness. The disciples had boldness because for the first time, it was clear to them who Jesus is. It was clear to them what he said. And they knew that the Holy Spirit is within them and he's giving them courage to be bold. Courage to be bold. Unless we're broken before God, no one's really going to see who we really are. Once we proclaim ourselves as Christians, the Holy Spirit will do the work of validating that confession by exposing us into the light to prove that our testimony is true. It's an inescapable reality. You and I can no longer pick and choose what we're going to believe. Amen? The Spirit makes sure that we know the Word of Christ, not the popular opinion of the world. The world may say this is okay or that's all right. Society may legalize this. They may legalize that. But to us, the Holy Spirit, who will lead us into all truth, His words matter because they are the words of Christ. Jesus is the truth, the way, and the life. Jesus is the living Word of God. You and I cannot continue proclaiming to the world that we are Christians without the Holy Spirit validating that confession. We believe and we speak. The Holy Spirit will break you and I in order for our confession to be true. That's the spiritual interrogation we've been talking about. Is the Holy Spirit having a hard time breaking you? Is the Holy Spirit having a hard time trying to reveal what's inside of you? You know, we just ate um, crab. How many like crab? I eat crab. I like crab. When did we? I just had two weeks ago. Right. You know what? I love crab, but it's violent. To eat it. It's violence. I mean, your hands are dirty, your mouth's greasy, but you crack it. To be able to taste the meat, you have to struggle with it. And, and, and God's the same. Sometimes the Holy Spirit is the same. You know, when you eat crab, you know, can you ignore the shells? No. Unless somebody already cracked it for you. But when you have crab in, in front of you, you don't say, mmm, crab shells. Nobody says that. No, it's not the crab shells. It's the meat inside the shell. Same thing is true with God. God doesn't care about what's going on on the outside. He's go- what's going on on the inside? That's what pleases God. Are you a tough, tough shell to crack? Don't be. Otherwise, if God loves you, I'm speaking to Christians now. If God loves you and it's true, he's going to discipline you. And he's not going to use a fork to crack the shell. He's not going to use that thing, you know, what do you call that? He's going to use a hammer to be able to get the point. He does that to his children, not in a mean way. He does that so that he can taste the aroma of a heart that worships. That's who God is. That's who God is. He wants to be able to meet you in heaven and say to you, I was right about you. Forget about, for a minute, forget this well done, good and faithful servant. That's what pastors say. But you know, when you get to heaven and, 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 and the heart is right, God is going to look at you in the eye and says, my testimony about you is true. You are broken before me. That's what I want to hear when I get to heaven, that I've been broken and God has eaten the crab 
and was satisfied. Isaiah 57.15 says, For thus says the one who is high and lifted up, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. He says this, I dwell in the high and holy place and also with him who is of a contrite and lowly spirit to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. That's a beautiful verse. God says, I'm all-powerful. I sit on the seat of highness and I go down to the lowly because I smell their faith. That's who God is. May I remind you, we're all going to die. And the one thing that matters when we die is hearing God says, hearing Jesus say, I was right about you. Your testimony is right. Wouldn't you want God to hear that? Oh, your husband will say, I don't care about your testimony. But Jesus will say, your testimony is a fragrant aroma to me. I want to hear that. Forget the bomb if he doesn't want to believe in Jesus. Love him. Stay in the marriage. All right? Oh, pastor just uh, told me to divorce you. No, no. No. Love him. But worship Jesus. You've been listening to Living on the Rock Radio with Pastor Israel Labson, a ministry of Living Rock Christian Church in Sunnyvale, California. If you have been helped by this radio program and would like to keep it on the air, your continued prayerful and financial support is greatly appreciated. Please visit livingontherockradio.com where all your tax-deductible gifts will go directly to the radio ministry. That's livingontherockradio.com. Living Rock is a church that doesn't care how you are dressed or what candidate you voted for. A church made up of imperfect people from all walks of life with a hunger and thirst to understand God's plan for our lives. No matter what you've been through or what questions you may have about God and faith, you will find love, grace, and hope at Living Rock Christian Church, 675 East Taylor Avenue in Sunnyvale, with Sunday worship starting at 10.30 a.m. More information at livingontherockradio.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.